Chapters 37 and 38 of The Long, Long Trail by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 37 From her window, Mary Valentine watched the moon go up. She could have named every hill as the pale light picked it out, but her mind was too absent for that. Voices sounded in other parts of the house, but she heard them as from a great distance all the world was blurred for her and had been blurred for many days sometimes she found herself wondering at the change that had come over her sometimes she would waken in the middle of the night with an old hunted feeling but there was nothing on which she could put her finger and say this or that has happened it simply seemed that she had drifted into a new life misted with unhappiness no wonder then that the knock was twice repeated before she called and the door opened to morgan valentine he came slowly across the room to her sitting here in the dark he asked it is dark i was watching the sunset i didn't notice how the time ran he waited for a moment then there's a caller for you mary i'm not feeling like callers uncle morgan honey i wish you'd make an exception well if you wish it she rose after all it made little difference except that she had grown to have a singular preference for being alone i do wish it you're going to fly out at me for asking you to see him when i tell you his name i won't fly out at you i'll promise that oh girl sometimes i almost wish you would have the old tantrums well it's joe norman joe norman there you go i-i couldn't help it joe norman an intolerable disgust crept into her voice. He's a pile changed, honey. He asked me to see Charlie first. He shook hands with Charlie, told him he knew he'd been in the wrong, that he was sorry so many things had come out of it. Charlie shook his hands right off, and now there ain't any malice between them. Will you see him, Mary? You want me to? I'll tell you why. I sort of feel that if you shake hands with Joe Norman and call it quits, we'll all get back to the old standing, same as we used to be before all these things happened, all these things that begun with the shooting of Joe Norman. She shook her head, but in the darkness he did not see. I'll go out and see him then. Thank you, Mary. They went out through the living room. Joe's in the parlor. He said he'd wait in there alone. Chapter 38 Mary passed down the hall and paused a moment at the door. Joe Norman was the man who indirectly had exiled Jess Drear. But finally she opened the door and stepped in with a calm face. Joe rose to greet her. He was so changed that she almost cried out. The youthful curves were gone from his face. He seemed suddenly to have grown up. His eyes were dull and very deeply shadowed. All her anger, all her loathing, melted away. She went straight to him and took his hand. "'If I'd known it would be as easy as this,' said Joe Norman, smiling faintly, "'I'd have come before.' She brushed that remark away. "'But you're changed, Joe. What happened?' She checked herself suddenly. "'I was thinking the same thing,' murmured Joe. "'You're changed, too, Mary. Thinner. Not so much color, but it sort of makes your eyes look bigger. And you're quieter, too.' She was wondering why there was no sting in seeing him. "'Do you know, Joe,' she said suddenly, "'we were both too young, and what's happened has waked us up, changed us both. If there had been any bad feeling, it's all gone now.' 
i'm glad to know that said the boy soberly i'm leaving salt springs and going off i wanted to shake hands and know that it was square between us before i started but where are you going joe i'm cutting loose i don't know where i'll land you've been in trouble joe pretty bad you see me and my folks well you'll hear about it anyway so you might as well hear it from me we had a difference and they sort of threw me out mary i'm sorry joe very sorry thanks but between you and me i have an idea that it was the best thing that ever happened to me i was different all the time and just lately i found it out he began to study the floor hunting for something to say and finding nothing and the girl was silent likewise i suppose i'll be going but we don't see you around much lately i hear folks talking about it i've settled down i stay about the house you'd think i were waiting for something to happen to see me good-bye joe he took her hand but at the door he turned again something sort of bothers me about what you said just now mary you can talk straight out to me joe we're old friends i was wondering if you really wasn't waiting for something or for somebody she flushed at that you ain't mad mary no i guess not what put the idea in your head well people say a good many things i won't believe em if you say they're wrong i haven't believed em up till now but what they say is that it was you that got drear away from the house that night and that it was because of you that drear met we won't talk about it but he was studying her face and the pain in it all at once he dropped his hat and took her hands mary it's true about about drear you're sort of fond of him mary no no i hardly know him he's the kind you only have to see once to know i seen him once and i know him already better than any man i ever met mary it's true you're fond of him sort of you've heard too much talk joe forget all that once more he turned toward the door when he looked back again she caught in his face an expression of profound pity an instinctive fear rose in mary valentine she slipped between him and the door what's behind your questions tell me that before you go do you know something uh, about him she was making no attempt at concealment now her heart was in her white face in the great eyes that met the eyes of the boy and he winced before her joe she cried under her breath they've taken him that's why uncle morgan and the rest have looked at me so queerly the last day or two they've known but they wouldn't tell me mary i swear it isn't that you're lying joe i can see the whole truth behind your eyes oh joe tell me what's happened tell me they haven't taken him but the boy shrank from her there was something like fear in his face he said wondering mary you do love him i do i'm proud of it joe i love the ground he walks on and the air he breathes one shake of his head is more to me than all the talk i've ever heard from men or women you see that i've humbled myself to you joe i've hidden nothing and now be just as true to me tell me what you know he shook his head agonized there's nothing that can be helped it's as good as done already what for heaven's sake what she stopped her lips parted joe she whispered he's already dead they've hunted him down with numbers no no i can stand it so long as i know anything is better than imagining he could not speak only one thing tell me where it was 
if i'm wrong to tell you said the boy god forgive me i've done you wrong before mary i'll forgive it all everything that may happen but tell me the truth joe then it ain't happened yet mary but it'll happen before morning is well on an hour after the sun comes up that's the time they've set then why are you here why haven't you raised the town to save an outlaw it crushed the words unspoken on her lips besides they kept me at home under guard for fear i'd do something when i got out i came here it was too late to follow em when they let me loose when did they start late this afternoon and now it's night yes too late to do anything mary where near windville she ground both hands against her face and then she heard him say it's too late even if it was day it'd be too late though then i might try to ride across the hills on the short cut but by night it'd be suicide mary she had come to life suddenly oh joe you know that short way would it take me there before morning even then it'd be an hour too late even if you killed your hoss mary but i could ride all night and come within an hour of saving him joe you'll show me the short cut i'd do more than that i'd ride with you mary i got a debt to jess drear that needs payin terrible bad but it ain't possible i tell you she became calm though her hands were shaking i'm going into my room to change my clothes to an old suit of charlie's while i do that you go out to the barn and get the boys to saddle uncle morgan's gray tom for me you'll do that joe will nothing change you mary i'm not going because i have hope but simply because i got to do something joe will you help me i will god bless you and she was gone through the door like a flash End of chapters 37 and 38